0: Hello heroes and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week we're continuing our King Killer Chronicle episodes, and we don't have anything to announce, so let's jump right in. to know, what what is Chet's room like?
1: The kids' room. Ooh. It has two sets of bunk beds. It's like one of those rented beach houses that's supposed to fit a a huge family in it. So it's two sets of bunk beds, really small, and just a a ridiculous amount of stuffed animals and dolls, and everything's just a little bit dead-eyed. And (laughs) on. And on the walls, it's like painted white and pastels, but it's all cracking from
0: moisture. I'd like to make this very grim. Uh, So when we say stuffed animals, probably a lot of people in the audience are thinking, oh, like a plush toy. And what we actually mean is a stuffed animal. So it is a taxidermy animal that is meant to be played with and hugged.
2: Oh my oh, no. goodness! What one? Like what animal looks like the most? A hugged?
3: badger? A bunny? <laughs>
4: oh.
3: oh man! This is grim. Oh my god! They all have sailor outfits. Oh
4: yes! They they <laughs> Little cow. What are you Oh my god! Oh, no. I think it's
0: it's one of those families that that really likes to hunt as well. Like like this is a, all sorts of recreational so sports. Nice. Uh, so these are animals <laughs> that have been hunted through recreation. <laughs> Uh, and the th- message that the elders of this family are trying to convey to the children is that these are your enemies and playthings. So
4: <laughs> each of them has
0: the snarling rictus of like a death mask on it. Like the badger <laughs> is wearing oh, no. the face that it wore as they were facing it down to slay it, but also in a jaunty little sailor outfit. <laughs>
3: Oh oh and instead of the bunk bed, you know how kids have a race car oh, bed? Yeah. You have to have a sailboat bed.
1: Sailboat. <laughs> yes. Is at least yes. one so uncomfortable. But it's still so a bunk bed. Thin.
3: Because you have uh, the the deck, and then you have oh. below deck bed.
4: Ugh, that's yeah, great. that's good.
0: And Liz, you know, you're you're taking a little bit to like look around this room and take things in. And by by the time you turn around, Terrence has taken the top bunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Terrence, swear, uh, uh, uh. Chet turns around to talk to Charlie. <laughs> Listen, zombie, I know you've put me here because you want me dead. And I need you to know that if I go, I'm taking you with me. You look at me. I've
4: seen your type before cross these doors. Know that in my entire tenure here, there has never once been a raucous get-together in this house, for it was against
0: Vargas's wishes, and I shall be watching you with his eyes.
1: You are the creepiest (laughs) old man. (laughs)
3: with his eyes. And then he turns and there's a <laughs> yes. the portrait on the wall here too. <laughs> no, no, no. Why
1: is there one here? Why Marcus is there one in here? Every room. For sure. <laughs> with God as my witness, I will slam some pints with you later. <laughs> I will make it so. We we're go we're gonna play quarters. Yeah, and and let's
0: turn to volley. Volley. You at first like kind of strode, I think, towards uh, the, the the stables. I, I think they've they've fallen into about as much disrepair as like uh, the the groundskeeper is is allowed to let them be in because nobody is is keeping animals there. You you might have like looked in a stall to find some feral raccoons to hiss at you, but that's pretty much it. I, I want to know. What is Volley's room themed to be?
3: I think kind of because Volley came up and and sort of had an aside what he, what he really was trying to communicate is like, "Hey, let me help you out here. I know you weren't expecting guests." Mm. And so everyone else gets a room. And then I could see Ramblesworth sort of like Look a little uncomfortable, but a little relaxed as everyone else is squared mm-hmm. away, and then and then he says, you know, he, he kind of like maybe makes a little apology, and then says, um, you know, unfortunately, the master, you know, the, the rose suite is in disrepair, <laughs> you know, and you know, and like you can you can see that like the the roof has gone oh my you God. know <laughs> in that like like there is there's a hole in the roof um uh yeah I and, love that a lot but then volley's like you know what I'm I uh I'm I'm fine wherever and he says normally I, I would never put someone in this and I'm like I'm like listen I understand also just feel free feel free like whatever I go also uh, some some sailors are going to be showing up probably in about 45 minutes. <laughs> so uh, right. like you know th- this is fine. I go don't don't apologize. I'm going to do this. I'll take care of the horse. Um uh, uh let me know if I can help um if if you need any help. Um and then does he like take off?
0: Yeah, he'll I, I, I think he'll he'll Batman the animated series, you. Like, you'll be talking and you think you're talking to him and then you turn <laughs> around and the room has been empty for goodness knows how long.
3: Okay. Um, but I think this room, it's more dark ages um, where it was a nice room at one point, but, like, not a lot of wood paneling and, you know, and fancy cabinetry and all of that this is like there are tapestries on the wall and so it's probably not kept up you know the window is like leaded shut this window doesn't open so it's a little close in here this isn't a room you would put somebody in because it's not nice anymore but it was nice back in the day but like and it was really nice but really out of fashion and not good light and it's a little tucked away in this older part of the manor and so like big tapestries but it's like the uh what's the one the classic unicorn tapestry Mm -hmm. there's like one like that and then there's one with like like heroic like battle sequences over here and they're like very nice tapestries but they're old and then in the middle of it is oh god what's it called i saw it in a museum in england the 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 great bed of wake there's this famous bed that was at this inn and people would go and sleep in this 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 huge bed and so it's obviously this is a really nice but really old bed Mm -hmm. and it's all carved dark wood but you couldn't move it out of this room because it was obviously built in this room so it's here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's like this is a bed that's big enough you could throw a party in in this old room, um, and like all of the walls are stone and there's this the the fireplace built into the the wall too. But all that does is like pull any heat out of the room. It's just like a huge, it's a huge exhaust port for for warmth. But yeah, that's that I figure is 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 his room.
0: Uh, that rules. I I love that. I'm going to say that because it's kind of got this uh, medieval feel to it, too, uh, there are probably some, like, you know, weapons on the wall. Uh, oh, yes. You know, yeah. you got to have your swords. You got to have, like, shields and whatnot on the wall.
2: What's the most, like, exotic
5: weapon there? And is it real? <laughs> yeah. Or is exactly. it, like, a facade, like a fake... Like, I would you know, love there are two it, of them that are like stuck together.
3: <laughs> I would love it if Vali assumed it's like, oh, it's a fancy sword. And then like only later when he pulls it down desperately to discover that it's only half. It's just like a tin outline. <laughs> oh, we've we also candelabras here. everywhere else is is fitted out with like nice new lights and oil lamps and whatever. But this room hasn't been updated, which means wax candles and wax marks on the mantle and everything. Um, There might even be torches in, in whatever, but not lit.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say that uh, actually Pat, uh, Volley is very lucky because Volley's room is candelabras, but everybody else has sympathy lamps. But they are decades old sympathy lamps and they only come in red. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: oh, so it looks like an absolute murder Uh I don't know what what sort of weapons would be on the walls? A
4: harpoon? Oh yeah, I love that. <laughs>
2: Beautiful. Water based. Wow like nice and rusty too yeah on you got, a trident yes, a
0: trident yeah
2: <laughs> oh no Gosh. nets
0: and tridents
3: <laughs> i say like the cross one is a trident and one is uh one is a harpoon
1: king neptune ass
3: <laughs> uh, poof.
0: so i i think you you all have a moment where where you get to maybe settle into these rooms a little bit when Suddenly, throughout the house, you can hear uh, this kind of droning ring. It's very haunting. At first, you have a little bit of trouble locating it, but in each of your rooms, there is something that looks like it is a light fixture. It's this kind of glass bowl that is bolted to the wall but it is emanating uh this this ringing noise that sounds to the folks listening to this show a, a lot like glass a, a lot like like wine glass music you know that that hollow ring that you make when you run your finger around the rim of a glass and as it rings throughout the, the whole house It just lends this like very haunting eeriness as each room has one of a different size and uh, they kind of all muddle together in this thing that like creates a a physical feeling in your ears. And you can hear uh, the door open and uh, the mumbled conversations of Charles Ramblesworth talking to someone at the door.
5: Do we recognize this uh, bowl or the sound from anything?
0: You can investigate it. if, If somebody would like to make a cleverness flip to sort of investigate it, anybody who has any talents that are related to understanding Sigildry will, you know, be able to use those talents on this.
2: I mean, I'm clever.
3: Is there one of these in my room too?
0: Oh yeah, everyone's room has been
3: outfitted with one of these then yeah, I would uh, probably quickly like snatch my hand back from the trident that I was about to do something <laughs> foolish with. Uh, and, go and go and check that out.
0: All right. Uh, so w- what is your current cleverness at, Pat?
3: I am still at two, and I've done some Sigildry, but I don't have that as a skill. Yeah, I have no appropriate skill. So just flip one or flip three?
0: So you are going to flip three... Is going to be your base. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the changes to the system right now. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. What we have, I, I ran another play test of this in in the period in between. And for for some things, we want a binary flip. We just want to find out, you know, whether you did it or whether you didn't. For other things, well, you flip three coins, and most easy to figure out things, uh, you'll only need one heads flip in order to succeed but others might be more challenging where you need two to three heads and by spending from your appropriate stats you will be able to add additional coins to that flip to kind of hedge your bets oh. and you can spend a like okay i'm gonna spend a, a full drab for my stat and reduce the amount of successes that i need and Things like that, so so that's what uh, we're going to try out right now and see hmm. see how fun that is. So for this one, because you have a little bit of sympathy but not a lot of sympathy, I think you are going to need just one heads from this. So or you've got a lot of sympathy but not a lot of sigildry,
3: right? I literally got just one heads.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, so you can decide, Pat whether you would like to succeed or fail this check, you can assign that one heads that you got to succeed for you, but it'll provide you some interesting complications. Or you can uh, decide, like, I'm going to fail the check, but I'm going to get some other interesting advantage that is not the knowledge that I was originally going to receive from the check.
3: I think I'll choose to fail this one because I think somebody else, like – might actually be smarter at figuring out what the fuck this is. Um, But yeah, Exactly. Uh, and uh, you can you can hold what I discover if Garlic wants to do uh, their check.
0: Yeah. And Gar- Garlic, you have a lot more cleverness than, a whole lot more. <laughs> than our friend Volley here. So so what I'll say for you, because your success and, and failure range is just so much higher, what instead I'll say, if you spend five shims, which is, is a half of, of one of your drabs, I'll just give you the information.
2: Remind me, that's gonna come like my stat is now like So
0: what what is your stat at currently? Five. So it would be at 4.5 essentially. I understand. Okay, thank you. So yeah, that'll take you down to the 4.5 range. And you look at this kind of glass ball that is coming off of this brass. Object that is bolted to the wall. And you can see that kind of below the bowl, inscribed into the brass, are sigils. And those sigils will link this particular thing to other brass objects. And that what's actually happening is the brass little uh, fixture that this bowl is attached to is vibrating right now. And that is causing the bowl to ring. So all of the bowls that are around the house are these like little sigildry things. And they've essentially made a doorbell. But because the people who designed this house were quite mad uh, (laughs) instead of a bell, it's this weird kind of glass bowl music uh, that is just incredibly bizarre. Pat, what I am going to say your character has discovered is that your fixture is actually rattling against the wall. And you notice that on your fixture, there are kind of three anchor points for this device where it is bolted in. And one has a, brass bolt that is meant to match the the rest of the contraption but on the other two anchor points there are iron nails and one nail is like kind of limply now hanging from its hole and the other is like almost pulled out of the wall it is an uncanny and strange thing okay but yeah, with that garlic, you you have quickly surmised that this is is a doorbell system essentially.
2: This is so cool. They're gonna reach into one of their belt, uh, unbuc- unbuckle like one very specific belt to slide off their notebook and start documenting, um, like diagramming this because it's so, it's almost it's, it's ostentatious. Like there is no need <laughs> at all. But like, this is knowledge. This is a, it's fascinating and wow. Like they have to I'm gonna poke it. This is a bell. Do we, do, do we figure this out yet? This is really cool. I'm going to, okay. And it does. Wow. Okay. This is excellent. And they're, they're lost.
0: Oh, I love that you've, you've all been like shunted into a particular wing of the house so that you can just yeah. poke your head out the door and like shout down the hall to each other. <laughs>
2: So they've shouted out that like this is a bell, so you all know what these sounds are.
0: I'll I'll ask Chet and Amara. Are either of you near the door?
5: No, um, I'm with every. I'm with my friends. I'm basically just walking in the hall, waiting for somebody to notice and see if they need me or not. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you've got that creepy room, so you're kind <laughs> of
0: spending. <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, you're, you're... I, I, I would say with the with the the nail and whatever, Avali immediately is like, I know exactly what this is. And he grabs it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Because this is the trigger for the secret passage, right?
4: Oh, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> he
3: grabs it. And he just pulls it right off the wall. And then stands there like... <laughs> <laughs> and like... So yeah, I will, I, J- James, I will let you.
0: <coughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, you you pull this little fixture off the wall. Like the, like the buzzing ends and you can still feel a little bit of the reverberation in your hand because it's really just this brass bar that, that's connected to the bowl that's buzzing. But it pulled out of that wall all too easily. Like you can see the nails that were there, The the iron nails were... Barely kind of holding it in place and. Presumably because they've been rattled about so much, uh, they, they were bouncing out of there. But because the brass, the the brass fixture is original, you can see that the rock around it, because the walls here are stone walls, th- it has just been shattered and broken, and like it just needed a little bit of oh,
1: encouragement to be like
0: completely torn free uh. of the wall. So like, there's this very confident moment of, "Aha! I know what's going on here in this mystery house." <laughs> And you just broke the house.
2: If there is significant noise, I think garlic would go running.
0: I don't think it's a significant noise. Like I think it's one of those things. Uh, you know, I I hope nobody in our audience uh, has ever been in this position where you're in a strange home that's not <laughs> yours. And ha ha ha. You know, you touch something (laughs) and it breaks way too easily. And so you're just like, I got to try and put this back. So nobody notices I can tie this back to me.
3: I I would say like maybe one of the pieces come off. So it hits the ground and it goes ting, ting, ting. So like there's a noise. um, If anybody wants to like come and find me in this terrible position,
1: Um, I would uh, love to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the the door, well, we'll just do that. The door opens, Folly.
5: Uh Is everything, oh. (laughs) My chaos sense is tangled. (laughs) It's like Garlic, Amara, Chet, Terrence. Uh (laughs) Uh Uh You're
3: around the corner of the door.
5: (laughs) Yes.
1: Yep. Are we breaking stuff? Hell yeah, let's go.
3: Like this, this came Put it back. I, I, Don't I mean, he that. is, you can see him. He's like pushing it against the wall, kind of like rubbing it against the wall. Like, like, I'm sure this is, it's, it's a hook. Like what you said, the stonework was crumbling behind it. Yeah. And so it's like exactly. rocks are literally falling off. Like, dusty, you know, <laughs> um.
1: Heck yeah, man. Disrespect your surroundings. I understand you.
3: Uh, the
1: opposite this, of that, Molly. Touch the opposite on the wall. This just
3: fell. This fell. I caught this. I broke this. I pulled this right off the wall, guys. I uh it's it's some fancy thing. I think this is a musical instrument. I looked at it. I think they have something that produces music in the house. And
2: Yeah, my beautiful voice. Duh. Molly. Bolly. No. No, 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 no. Here, l- let me let me, let me, me, break down the diagram to you. Um, if we start at the metal piece, um, that's kind of, like, what produces the sound and then it has a stem, but, like, the stem has to be crafted in a very, very delicate way because like, in order to produce this, y- oh, you should probably put he's that down. He's
3: staring at you and nodding, <laughs> but, like, it's obvious that if he moves, if he pulls this away from the wall, like, all of the parts are gonna fall apart and he's kind of straining to keep it pushed against the wall and have it not fall apart, and all of the- the glass parts like crash onto the stone floor.
5: Amara doesn't notice Uh-oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think while while
0: you're trying to do this, there is an <clears throat> at the door.
3: Oh no.
0: And <laughs> I, I think whatever you were doing was covered enough because you know volleys volley's no slouch he's got a wide frame so it might not be immediately apparent from anybody who is standing in the door uh, but you can see that Ramblesworth is standing in the door peering into the room Masters and mistresses is someone here to see you
3: will. Be along presently. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's the tableau
0: that you formed to cover up your, your sins?
3: Uh, <laughs> we had taken it down and put it on a side table, but it was still standing up against the wall. So I spin around and I sort of do a hero pose, like as broad-chested <laughs> and with my arms in like the Peter Pan like like elbows out to to block as much space uh, i don't know what anyone else does to help i
0: think i think terrence has picked up on your nervousness <laughs> and has probably worked into that tableau just a little bit uh Standing, because leaning up against was the was <laughs> chewing on something uh and has like kind of surreptitiously put that down and pretended not to have been chewing on that thing
1: it was like a broken piece that had rolled off the wall too mm-hmm Uh, Chet is like pulling it out of his mouth and kind of sticking (laughs) in his back pocket.
2: (laughs) If there were any broken pieces on the ground, I think uh, Garlic, already kind of low to the ground, is going to squat down and like just gently put the book over some broken glass. Nothing to be seen.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, So, yeah, with this, I think looking around the room, you can't tell if uh, uh, Ramblesworth. Understands that you have broken something, but he sort of like gestures. I have them waiting in the parlor.
5: Oh, good, good. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Of course, of course. And I'm trying to like distract him, get his his eye line to go back uh-huh. out towards where he came from. And I look back at my friends and like, okay, clean it up, guys. So okay. I'm joining him out towards wherever this mysterious
3: person is. I will just slide the entire table and like lift out a tapestry and slide the whole <laughs> table behind the tapestry so the tapestry bows out like the two and a <laughs> half feet. Yes. Um, and
2: kick over the glass
1: pieces. Yep, this is good work. Good work, folly
3: And out into the, I do will follow Amara.
1: As everyone leaves, Chet looks around the room and looks up at Terrence and said, we're sleeping here tonight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this massive bed.
0: Uh, So, yeah, you make your way back through the house to to like the parlor, which is just off the side of this grand entrance off in the distance. And like uh, on a different floor from where you are staying, you can hear Spectre and his men settling into whatever accommodations have been made for them. They're walking around the the house like, they got curtains here. And you can see somebody just like <laughs> draped in a bunch of curtains, like <laughs> uh, completely inappropriately, like dashing about all very excited about how fancy these accommodations are. Then uh, you are sort of welcomed into this parlor by Ramblesworth and you can see a portly man who is seated in uh, one of the chairs uh, surrounding this. I'm going to say this part of the house is recreational sports themed. Again, there are these big what would be a battle scene in renaissance artwork but for water polo so you can <laughs> see like all of these well defined muscles uh on all of these people wearing these ridiculous like leather caps just playing water polo together. Like you can see the lamentations of uh, the losing team with centered Vargas uh, Samista powerfully tossing a ball towards a goal. It's, it's a thing to behold. And there are large portraits like this all around here that are kind of dedicated to Samista victories at whatever the communal recreational sports were this man uh the the this portly gentleman is seated in this big armchair currently enjoying a cup of tea uh, he's got elaborate facial hair that is stylish but maybe quite not quite for this time or not quite for this region like what whatever it is there's something about it that bugs you a little bit may i present Frederico Garbozzi, Mayor of Oak Marrow Creek.
4: Yes, yes, welcome one and all. It, it has been so long since we have been host to the Samista family.
5: Um, hi, I'm Amara Vasanti and These are my friends. <gasps>
4: Yes, you have the air of a noble lady about you. Uh, You must be our honored guest. Tell me, how fares the good lady, Samista? She's great. Just really great. (laughs) So good to hear. We had been worried about her health since it
5: has been quite some time since she has graced this beautiful home. She's busy. You know, she's just doing the things that she does somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But of course, of course, Oak
4: Marrow Creek is a place for youth. And I see you've brought so many
1: wonderful friends with
5: you. Mm -hmm. And look over at Chet.
1: I'm on board with this fellow. I don't know what to tell you.
4: (laughs) I like like this lad right here. Welcome, welcome to Oak Marrow Creek. As our good friend Ramblesworth has said, I am the mayor. And I am so happy to host all of you in our humble town, especially so far from the boating
5: season. This is Garlic, and it's their first vacation.
4: First
2: ever, are you gonna take us on the uh, uh, uh ghost tours? I would love a summary <laughs> of every single death here, and just like the the maybe the reports around the murders.
4: Ah, oh, I see. You're here about the murders. Oh no, 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 no! We're not Fairly here. Like- no, that's that's cool. That's okay. We're, little, we're. I hear a lot about uh, we. We have some great ghost tours. Sure, yes. But what about ski doos <coughs> Would you like to play with with some of the ski? We've got ski do rentals. The ghost tours are great, and they'll fill an afternoon. But you know, they really say that memories are formed on the lake. I mean, unless there's any ghosts
2: on the skidoo's, I don't know. That doesn't seem like that's what we're here
4: there for. There have been skidoo accidents. <laughs> Ooh, None documented? resulting in fatalities.
0: Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. First up, I want to remind everyone that this year I have a brand new book coming out. The Ultimate Micro RPG Book. If you like the games you hear here on OneShot, you're going to love this book because it has 40 different micro games from some of the most talented designers from around the industry, many of whom designed games that you heard on this show. Even more exciting than that, my publisher, Adams Media, an imprint of Simon & Schuster, is currently giving away one of those games for free. If you head to bit.ly slash microsample, you'll be able to download a free preview of Quinn Murphy's It Wants Souls, which is a horror RPG based on movies like Insidious and The Conjuring, about a malevolent force haunting a family home. As if that wasn't cool enough, you can also enter to win a free Ultimate Micro RPG book dice bag. Once again, just head to bit.ly slash microsample to get your free download of Quinn Murphy's It Wants Souls and enter to win the bag. If you happen to be looking for a book with 40 different micro RPGs, you can go to bit.ly slash ultimate micro RPG and pre-order a copy for yourself from any online vendor you can also contact your favorite local brick and mortar bookstore and have them order a copy for you for curbside pickup before we get back to the show i want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on patreon first we've got a name correction bridget Igo. thank you so much chris reeves thank you so much zane walters thank you team things thank you very much erin d catarino thank you james burchell thank you so much jessica thiva Sealin, thank you Kayla Sandstorm, thank you so much. Alexander Lamers, thank you very much. Deirdre Fine, thank you. Andrew Wenzel, thank you so much. And Kelly Pelchesny, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without you, we wouldn't be able to make shows like this. And now, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. <laughs>
4: I mean, not that skidoos are likely to cause injury or harm, uh, but but you know there are other recreational things that you could do outside. Uh, why not try sailing with wind? Kind of as a fun thing to do uh, outside of of other sort of
1: watercraft. And uh, hell yeah, there are tons of people who died at sea. Oh. <laughs> That's a that's a
4: connection to be made.
0: You can see that his hands are like shaking a little bit as he is like completely not prepared for the conversation to take this course.
4: How about this? Uh, I would like you to dine at, at my uh, estate tonight so so that I can get to know all of you. Uh, the mayor's personal invitation. Hmm?
5: We would be honored, wouldn't we guys?
1: I love this little man. I'm sorry. I want to put him in my pocket. I don't know if he'll fit. <laughs> I'm, I'll sure as hell try. I just love him so much. I think that was oh, figures. Good, of good. I'm I'm
4: so glad. And you are the worst. <laughs> Chat says with the
2: biggest smile.
4: Okay. Sure. Yeah. Great. I- I'm. I can be into this. Good. Uh, then I, I will see you there uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, maybe we can look into a ghost tour. Or, or
1: something. Could we? Tour. we ghost, ghost, tour. Tour. Ghost, ghost tour. Ghost tour. Ghost tour. Ghost ghost tour. tour. Ghost. We're doing a chant, I guys. Ghost <laughs> tour. All right. Me and Garlic will go. You guys yeah. can stay out.
4: In the manor, uh, there is a chance that you'll see Vargas Simista walking the grounds, or, or in town, or some say you'll... Can we interview him? Can you interview a ghost? Um... I was asking you the question. Well, I and I was kind of asking it aloud, repeating it because I heard the question and wasn't fully prepared to answer it. So I just decided to repeat it to see if I could understand it from your perspective.
1: And well, am sure you can interview a ghost. You just record it and then play the recording backwards, super super loud, and then you can hear him whisper. What do you mean by everything you just said? <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know. I'm. A- I'm a man out of space and time. <laughs> cool.
3: I, I I love you. Have has anyone else noticed things moving around in strange ways? I in <laughs> my room, something right before you showed up, it was pulled. Directly off the wall. I was very startled.
4: That would be one of the curiosities of this house. After Vargas's death, they say there are strange occurrences. None that have been witnessed by these eyes, but... There are excitable imaginations about town. Not the sort of thing proper nobility would entertain. No, of course not, not at all. And, and Oakmarrow, I would like to emphasize to all the people who are in this room keeping in mind that we're excited about ghost tours and it's super great that you're interested in something, this is a proper kind of town and a respectable kind of town. And when we come here and leave here and talk about it to our friends, we can emphasize how nice it is and how great it would be to visit, you know, to see things other than ghosts.
3: I personally am really looking forward to the tavern, which I heard has a particular fish dish that is well-spoken of.
1: Oh, Yeah, kill a bunch of people. Great, you want to go to
4: the tavern? (laughs) Cool! Yeah, you're the sort of wealthy nobility that... Would like to go to our local tavern and eat the food and, and have paid money for the food. An experience that you'll likely talk about to your friends and family. Uh, I can be cool with this, but not... But, but, ah, but I invited you to dinner tonight. <laughs> we'll
5: be here for a couple days. Oh, good. So we can go to dinner tonight and then the tavern? Yeah, yep, Yes. And you'll mix with
4: the local color of my town. Good. <laughs> I'm very
1: happy about this. <laughs> Little man, you, you are crying so much. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, do. I thought he looked happy.
3: Could you re-give me like the description? Because the voice has transformed him into a tiny man in a powdered wig.
0: <laughs> he is uh, a portly man with kind of elaborate facial hair. I, I, I think I'll also say... In my head, as as the voice has kind of led him, he has kind of the look of a fancy frog, you know?
4: <laughs> That's perfect. That's yeah. perfect.
2: Gangly arms. Big yes. center.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: There's, there, you know if you could get him excited about something that his arms would wave around in the air a lot like Kermit the Frog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I got it.
5: Sir, can you give us one moment, please? I'd like to um, just, and I kind of grab my friends. Folly, Chet, Garlic.
1: Don't go um, anywhere, though. I love you so much.
5: Uh-huh. I think <laughs> this guy is, wants to tell us something, but I don't think he can tell us here. What? Oh. Yeah, I, I think he's he trying to get us understood. out of the house. Oh. oh.
4: Gosh, you're
3: good at that. No, I thought he was just, like, really excited to... Like have fancy dinner with somebody who wasn't a fisherman.
1: Right?
5: That's probably also true. So yeah. friendly. Mm-hmm. I think
1: he's uh, embarrassed by his townsfolk and wants to only show us the parts that he approves of for Life. social niceties and such. I think that oh. is also
3: true. Well, do we want to? Do we want to play this like we're all the fanciest folk and we want to go home and tell all our fancy friends? I we want wanna, free
1: dinner, volley. That's what I want. Well, yeah, he I might mean, give obviously. us a lot of things
3: oh gosh yeah okay but also it does seem like they have a ghost problem here
1: yeah <laughs> he uh, no problem though oh i mean
3: this he do you see how much he is sweating i think that man has a ghost problem
1: oh he's crying <laughs>
0: though
3: most of that yeah, the tears. sweat
0: and the tears have mixed together <laughs> start to tell where one starts and the other ends
3: <laughs> sweating sweating is crying that your that your body makes
1: yeah,
0: his family has like a peculiar thing that like when they cry they sweat.
1: <laughs> Disgusted. I
5: love him.
3: I, I think you have you are increasingly describing a frog.
5: <laughs> so should we just go and get more information I think, and also I think, go on an adventure?
3: <gasps> I think we go. Vacation. And we subtly subtly probe him for information. I have a cunning scheme. Everyone, everyone, cunning scheme. Chat. I'm doing it. Yes, taking, you are, buddy. I'm oh, taking no. my life by the reins. Is that what you said? It's a little fuzzy from last night.
1: I do not remember anything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my cunning scheme. We go, we have fancy dinner. At mm-hmm. fancy dinner, there is wine. We play it up and we get him to talk about the town. We get him real drunk until he tells us all his ghost problems. We solve his ghost problems and therefore save the town that obviously is plagued by ghosts and therefore cannot, I don't know, whatever. It, that's as far as I've gotten. It's. it's I've got two thirds of a cunning scheme. You it's
0: smash a lot. cut two. <laughs> <laughs> you are all in the home of Federico Garbozzi, uh, mayor. Federico
1: Garbozzi.
3: Oh, God bless Thank you. you. <laughs>
0: I mean, I said the name originally and no one reacted to it. And I'm like, okay, so that's how far I've moved the Overton window of nonsense. <laughs> Great. Good. That's a good thing to know. Uh, but yes, y- you are in his home, which is one of the homes that has been built out onto the hillside that kind of overlooks the town proper. It is a house that once used to be really nice uh, and you can see has had to continually be reinforced over the years. Uh, As you were welcomed into the home, you were carefully steered around the areas that aren't really safe to walk on anymore. (laughs) And there, there just is, there's kind of like, if you look at the home from certain perfect angles, it seems like there's nothing wrong with it. But being sharp-eyed and astute, you all probably managed to see through those seams. But you have been seated in an internal dining room, which has... You, you can see... What what is an easy disposable piece of art that, that people would use to commemorate uh the different winners of the uh, this sort of boat race that they hold every year? I almost feel like it is caricatures. Like it, it is yeah. kind of the the oh. temerant equivalent of caricature art where there are these ink drawings, so it's 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 like that restaurant in New York oh, where the last where sketch there are all those like, caricatures, like the
4: last derby
5: <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah.
0: that's kind of cool.
1: Like what you get at Epcot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, satine.
3: Yeah. That's so good because that's absolutely something the nobility would be into because it's <laughs> it's it's hard to deal with and it's needlessly fancy, <laughs> and it you need to like display it and oh that's so good.
0: So you can see like over the years the different winners of this race and there was a stretch of years where year after year it was the Samista family until it transformed into Vargas. Sem- Mista and then quickly started to become other people. And they have surnames that those of you who are nobility and, and keep up with that sort of thing recognize. You know, there are families that like, oh, that's Lord Bad Choices. You know, he's <laughs> he's he's up there and, and I, I've done dinner with him and his family's just terrible. And you'll see these moving around the room in what once must have been a nice decoration, but now just kind of looks a little crowded. And you all have meals that are sitting in front of you and you are in front of like the sweating form of <laughs> Frederico Gar. Garbar- trying to smile pleasantly a couple drinks deep right now, just hoping that this is going super well.
3: I don't want to really derail us, but I do need to know quickly what each of us are wearing.
0: Oh, yeah. That couldn't possibly be derailing us.
3: Yeah, uh, 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 we, um, Amara, <laughs> uh, like I know that you have had to come prepared for a fancy...
5: I am, yeah, opera gloves, velvet oh. dress. I am wearing my riding boots underneath, though, because... Mm. It's muddy and gross here, but you can't tell that.
3: (laughs) I, I don't have fancy enough clothes, so I think I stole something from the house. I went looking for a wardrobe with nice clothes because in my head, suddenly, I need to pretend to be a fancy nobleman. I am all the way into this plan now, so I want to feel like I went looking for some of Lord Samista's old clothes.
4: Oh, yes.
3: Um and My. I will I will roll to see like how successful I was in this search.
0: Yeah, give me give me th- flip three coins. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Wear dead uh-huh. people's clothes, volley. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, two successes.
2: Okay. Woo. Yeah.
0: Uh, so you find something that I'm not going to say that it looks good, but it does look exactly what you were going for. Like you were hoping for something that made a statement and boy, howdy, is it making a statement?
3: Everyone else can fill in, but I'm imagining it's very fancy. It actually fits me and it's got like the big r- puff ruffle in the front. Oh, um, yes. it's, it looks vaguely nautical because it is his, his thing. It's got like a nauticals, like military cut, but.
5: And, and the shoes have matching ruffles.
3: Oh my cripes.
5: Oh yes. two yeah. <laughs> ruffles. I've gone wow. in
3: for the shoes too. I went for the whole thing and that's, that's my one failure is the fact that I am like his shoes are not the size of my shoes. And so, like, he had very tiny feet, and now y- you think at first I'm affecting some sort of, like, like, very delicate walk, but it is actually that my feet, I am in a great deal of pain.
5: Oh. <laughs> now, Amara would have, anticipating garlic's um, choice in attire, I would have brought options. Maybe I have, like, one little case that has accessories because, obviously, garlic wouldn't want me to transform them completely. But I would have things to choose from just in case. (laughs) Because, I mean, garlic just
2: has, like, they mostly brought a lot of socks. um, Two pairs of pants and, like, two tunics. Um, One is gray and one is black. (laughs) So they're wearing the black one, which seems to have a lot of horse hair on it. <laughs> it's the best one they got.
3: Can <laughs> I? Can up. I have found a fancy dress for garlic? I say I probably brought a fancy dress and whether or not – and it can either be a train wreck that you say no to or something that you like.
2: Did it fit Volley, the, the item that you brought? Because you have to understand that Volley and Garlic are not only different heights, but very different shapes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it's gonna he did show up with a dress and he's like, Don't worry, I've got you covered. And he hands it to you, but like, you know, it it either could be miraculously well fitting, or it could be like, <laughs> this is actually no um, <laughs>
2: Like when children put on their parents' clothes, kind of like over floppy sleeves, the buttons don't even align on my body for some reason. Um, And it looks like a dress because it's so long on me, whereas like on you, it would have just been like a nice, well-fitted. Actually, can I trade
3: my success? Can I trade my success? I want their dress to fit and I want my outfit. The Lord was, was bigger than me. And so I am really trying to fill this out, but I it does look a little bit like I'm wearing my dad's clothes now.
0: <laughs> Love that. And I, I like the idea that the clothes have been maintained, but like it's a starchy sort of maintenance. So it's like kind of cardboard stiff. Except
2: yeah. in the belly, maybe that's where all the room is. Cause <laughs> right. Lord Vargas. All the only activity he did was sailing, apparently. Yeah,
0: towards towards the end of his life. <laughs>
2: What am I wearing then?
3: <laughs> I'll say pick pick your poison, whatever you think would be fun for them.
1: Hmm. Can so I is, go ahead? Chet oh. peeks his head into Garlic's room and sees, can I have that dress? <gasps> if it's Can I weird? wear it? Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Here, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna show some cleave tonight. Hell uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin that little man's life. <laughs> <laughs> Frederico
2: <laughs> Ooh, is he's just a, little a good host, but that's fine. I'll just I'll just put on my my black and
1: sweat pant version version <laughs> pants. Thank you, Paulie. I'm the pill of the bowl. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we can see like Chet has these kind of sculpted muscles, like this little <laughs> tuft of chest hair that is is sticking out under this like low-cut dress and I think Chet's got to be sitting in that chair just so casually.
5: Like just legs up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Chet? Okay. Um yeah, that's cool and all, but um you know, my name is still attached to this whole adventure. So maybe you just, and I kind of put, like kind of shove your legs shove off feet of Slowly the off the table.
3: Actually, can I, I, I can I, I come understand. in? I, like, cause sometimes I say like, Ooh, actually in my world, I would love to the opportunity to slightly adjust a little bit of canon. Cause mm-hmm. in wise man's fear, I made a joke that even at the time I felt a little weird about where they did something to Ambrose where they went into Ambrose's rooms and they meddled with his stuff. And one of the things one of them did is like buy some lingerie that they left behind (laughs) with the hope of like embarrassing him. And ever since, and even at the time, I'm like, you know what? If somebody wants to wear like fancy lingerie, like that should not be something that shames them. So can I say that Chet, Can wear this dress in this world, and the mayor will be like, stunning dress, Chet.
1: That's what I was figuring the whole time. Like, Chet legitimately wants to look. Really it. fucking hot, and
3: that culturally, the mayor is like, "Oh, in in the Modegan style, yes, of course, you are obviously the most cultured and cosmopolitan of the nobility."
2: <laughs>
0: which which clearly means that we've learned something about the King Killer canon is that the lingerie that was hidden in Ambrose's rooms is just out of fashion. Yes, it was
3: embarrassingly unfashionable.
5: It's not about lace anymore. It's all about the sheer. And the only thing that I'm Mara is bothered by is um, the feet on the table, the feet on yeah. the table, <laughs> yes. and Chet's lack of underwear. Just, like, <laughs> come <laughs> on, Chet, just it's,
0: its meant to be worn with stockings.
5: <laughs>
1: Stifling in here, oh. said. I'm here to ruin someone's night and their butt.
0: And I, I think uh, I
3: watched this deduction more than anything <laughs> I've ever wanted.
0: <laughs> Terence very Terence is in a very tasteful uh, suit jacket. I
1: love it. Sailor hat from yes. one of the oh oh yes, <laughs> this is my dashing son. Thank you.
5: Uh, with like a little tie, like the blue necktie. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh,
5: Terence looks Terence looks better than me. Cravatted. Terence has been cravatted. <laughs>
4: Oh, I see that we've forgotten petticoats and that the horse is coming in the house. In the Modekin style, I assume. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs>
0: Well heroes, that's it for one shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more King Killer Chronicle next week. In the meantime, be sure to check out one of the other amazing shows on the One Shot network. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I want you to contact your state representatives about reducing prison populations. Heroes, our prisons are already way overcrowded. Not to mention the fact that many people in prisons, and most people in jails, have been incarcerated for pretty suspect reasons. For instance, a lot of people in jail right now are there because they cannot afford bail. We know we have a policing problem in this country, and the other end of that unfair system is prison. But on top of all of that, we are in the middle of an unprecedented pandemic. And our prisons and our jails keep people in close quarters with one another. And prisons are not closed systems. There are people moving in and out of those environments all the time, creating an extreme infection risk. The responsible thing would be to reduce prison populations to reduce the risk of spreading infection. Especially when, even if you believe in our prison system, everyone who is there does not need to be there. Thankfully, you can do something about this, and that is calling your representatives. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called FiveCalls.org. That's the number 5calls.org. There, you can find summaries for issues like this one, along with contact information for your local representatives and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your message across. Calling is quick, and it can make a huge difference on issues like this one. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show.